You are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. All right, welcome to episode 22 of the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. I'm your host, Tom Boyer. Today I am joined by uh, Improv Boston's Connor Allen. How's it going, Connor? Good. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for being here. I've been trying to um, get some more Improv Boston people uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Basically, I started taking classes at Improv Asylum, so, I mean, that's kind of my home base. Right. But I've done some shows at IB. I've seen some shows at IB, and there's some people that I do shows with uh, weekly that do both IA and IB. So I, I, I yeah. know some people, and I like the community there, uh, but it's just I'm trying to get to know it a little better. I'm thinking about taking yeah. some classes there, too. Hey, you should, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, classes are enrolling now. No, I'm just <laughs> they might be out of there. Well, they offer a lot of classes. Yeah. That, um, like this, uh, improv style is great, uh, but it, it pretty much offers uh, just the straight improv one through six. Right, and, yeah. Uh, sketch writing class. and um, But improv Boston seems to have a, a ton of different classes. A lot of different stuff, yeah. You can do stand up, stand up classes, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you are a member of Aero Puerto. Mm hmm. Um, which is an improv group. Uh, also features Sam Ike, who's been on this <laughs> yeah. podcast before. Great yeah. guy. How was he on the podcast? Was he? Was he? Uh, he was good. Did he behave himself. He he, uh, he he was eating a, some kind of <laughs> energy bar when he came in, and that's what we talked about for the first fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that sounds about right. It was good though. Yeah. Um, and you also co-produce and host Harold Night at uh, Improv Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so just uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Cynthia Salazar of Russian for Elephant. Uh, she's running a little bit behind. Uh, but she's going to jump in at any moment. I'll give her a proper intro when she does. But um, just basically the format of the show is I kind of just like to find out where the guest uh, grew up, you mm-hmm. know, um, what their family was like, just briefly, and then uh, how they got into improv. Mm-hmm. So okay. Could you take me through that? Uh, yeah. Um, born and raised in California um, in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, the first first improv class I ever took was right out of high school. I took a class at uh, UC Berkeley Extension, which is like a it's like it's like Harvard Extension, but for UC Berkeley. Um, it's like I just did it on a whim. You know, I'd done a lot of like music and stuff in high school, but I was a drummer, and I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I know I I'm not just the drummer. I'd like to like you know be out front a little bit. Were you always funny? Uh, I guess I'd like yeah. to hope that I was. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. So I did that like right after high school, and I you know, I just really enjoyed it. Like immediately, I just thought it was so much fun. I feel like improv <clears throat> it's something that a lot of people just don't know about. Um, yeah. But if you if you take a class, you're either just gonna get hooked, yeah, or you'll be like, eh, it's not for me. Right. One one way or another, it's either gonna pull you in or you you're just gonna move on. Yeah. No, I see people getting hooked on it all the time. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to to witness. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to me. I uh, yeah. I was alcoholic, uh, just doing nothing with my life uh-huh. until about two years ago, uh, and got sober. I still didn't have much direction, and then. Um, just on a whim took an improv class and I was just hooked right away yeah. it, it, that's why I named the podcast it's just because it really I just, it, it, it saved my life it yeah. gave me direction and focus and uh-huh. it's yeah. awesome 
Um, yeah, it's and it's interesting too because when I took that first class, like there wasn't, it was just like an extension class. Like there wasn't any, you know, improv scene associated with it. Right. Uh, How but is I the just scene out there? the scene out there right now is is uh, really great. Actually, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff to do. There's a place called Bats, which is Bay Area Theater Sports in San Francisco. It's been around probably the longest. Um, and there's a place called Pan Theater in Oakland, which is where I performed for a couple of years. And uh, a place called End Games Improv in San Francisco that's doing really well. So there's a lot of options. Cool. Do you, do you get out there much? Uh, I do, yeah, because my family's still out there, and it's great because every time I come back, I always try to uh, work my way into some show out there. My buddy um, does a lot of stuff at End Games, and he was uh, gracious enough to let me jump into one of his shows last time, so it's fun. Cool. Yeah. So you uh, you took the that extension class. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in California mm-hmm. and then uh, how did it progress from there um, yeah I mean so after that it was like I did I, I would do it on and off again I guess over the course of the next like you know eight or nine years you know I did other stuff went to college right. and was busy with life or whatever but I would always sort of find my way into uh, a class or like a workshop that was improv related and then when I graduated from college in 2008, I was like, man, I kind of want to get back into it again, like seriously. Right. And basically, they, so I was 2008, and I just pretty much haven't stopped well, since then. What did you What did you take up in college? Uh, I was a writing and literature major. Cool. I mean, that must help. I think it does. Yeah, I think definitely. Like when you're thinking about like creating, like like you know specifics for scenes, like being specific and detailed was definitely like drilled into my head taking like you know creative writing courses i feel like a lot of people that have been on this podcast were english majors oh really yeah that doesn't surprise me uh one thing that i thought was interesting um we'll get back uh to where we were but another thing i've noticed is a lot of people aren't i think i've had three guests on i've done 22 episodes they're like the co-host and a guest each so that's 40 something people Mm -hmm. and two people have been married I think mm-hmm. that's crazy, but it seems like improv is pretty much a, uh, mostly single people. You find that? Uh, I'm saying this because you're married. Yeah, mostly. I mean, it's. I think there's a lot of single people. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I've seen a lot of people get together in improv. I've seen a lot of couples, like improv couples, but not married. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm old. You know, it's a lot of people like in their twenties. In fairness, uh, the uh, the other person, oh, Will, Will was the other person, Will Luera, uh-huh. uh, who was married. And, yeah, uh, which is also improv. Maybe the improv. He's Boston. old too. He's old too. <laughs> I'm old myself. Yeah, so, uh, but I, maybe it's the improv Boston community mm-hmm. <laughs> breeds more marriages versus the. I don't know. It's possible. I've definitely seen a lot of people. Uh, like I knew them when they were single and they were performing there, and then they like they'll like meet someone that's also a performer, and then they get together. It you know? seems yeah. to be a good way to meet people. Definitely. Even uh, I mean, just people of the same sex. Um, just you make a lot of friends that way. But absolutely, then, um, yeah. It's, I've seen a lot. There's a lot of couples running around improv. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of funny babies. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you uh, how did you find your way up here? Uh, I came out here uh, after I got married. My wife got into grad school, so we came out. 
we came out here, and uh, it was definitely like when we were when she was looking to grad schools. It was like we got to go somewhere where uh, there's a new pro scene. Yeah, nice. we're not going to go to like Virginia. All you know, with all respect to Virginia, you know. So it, it's it's crazy because I'm, I'm contemplating moving uh-huh. uh, at some point, and I, I had to think of only locations I really even consider are like places with that good improv. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, just because like if I do move. I'll be kind of starting over, and I know just by hanging around an improv club, take some classes, mm-hmm. I'll make some friends, you know, pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. that's you know that takes some of the fear of moving away. So yeah, no, it's a great way to you know like plug into a a community of like-minded people, and I think that's what why I just haven't been able to stop. Right. Like when I when I got back into it in two thousand eight, I was like, ah, this will be fun. I'll just do it. But then it was like the place that I was, the place Pan Theater. There was such a great uh, community there. Uh, whereas before, like everything else I've done before was like a workshop or like a right. kind of like a commuter class type thing. And when, yeah. you, when you actually find a scene, I don't really like using that word, but when you find a scene, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Yeah. Like I, uh, I can be kind of shy at first, and like when I first started coming around, I would see these people, and like I smoke, so like I'd go to a lot of shows, see a bunch of people hanging out out front smoking. Yeah. But I wouldn't say anything to them for like the first couple months, and then. I don't know. I, I, uh, I made friends with one of them, and they were out smoking, and then I kind of joined a group, and then it yeah. just kind of kept expanding. And like, right. It's, 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 it's awesome. You know, just the amount of people that you, you'll meet. You come into contact with, yeah. Definitely. And people will, you know, they're, they're pretty much, if you're having a show and you need a, a group to perform, they'll be there. You know, right. like everybody's really responsive in that way. Like everybody that I've asked to do the podcast, like, I, I don't really know you, but, you know, yeah. they're here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It speaks a lot to the community. Yeah. So the best ways to meet people, smoke cigarettes and uh, do, do improv. improv. Yeah. <laughs> That's my advice. Yeah. Um, so you were, you came up here with your wife. Um, did you, so you, you went right to improv Boston, like, yeah. Uh, Went right there, and I had to start all over again, which is kind of tough. But, but uh, at least you, I, I, I've thought about this because if I move, uh, at least like you could dazzle people. They're like, "How are you so good if you're in the level one?" You know? Yeah, I mean, I think the even, even though it's tough at the time, the best part of it is even if you're starting over in level one, there's stuff that you can learn. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to consider myself like just a continual student of improv. So, right, you know, here at Improv Asylum, they'll let you audit. Uh, if you, even if you're a graduate, you can audit any class. Any oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. So if you just want to go back and find, you know, level three character work, you right. just want to brush up on that, you can pop in. For yeah. Three. And definitely, like you know, you can you you know get ideas from you know your classmates and teachers and stuff like that. There's always new stuff that you can that you can use. But it it was a little tough, you know, going from performing like on Friday and Saturday nights regularly to having to do. Like super basic stuff in level one, you know. Yeah. Um, how how long have you been at? Uh, so when when did you move to Boston? Uh, this was two thousand nine. So yeah. So yeah, almost um, five years. Yeah. Now I'm not really familiar with the structure at IB. Um, can you graduate? Like, it, I, I don't know how the levels are structured. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Gra- I actually graduated and I got a uh, like an improv Boston University diploma, which I still have. Nice. Should probably frame it. Uh, when I did it, it was a little bit different. It was like you did levels um, like one through four, and you were considered a graduate, and then you could do Herald one, two, and three, which I also did. And I and now it's just levels. Uh, 
you know, 101 to 601, and they work... Harold in this. Yeah, they work all kinds of stuff into the curriculum. Uh, talk a little bit about Harold, because you, you host the Harold Night, and right. I don't... You know, a lot of people might not even be familiar. I'm not terribly familiar with it. It's long form, correct? Long form, yeah. Oh, you guys don't do... Uh, I guess you guys don't do a lot of Harold here, huh? No. Yeah. Um... Yeah, how, how could I describe it succinctly? I mean, it's essentially, it's a lot of... Is it is it based off one one suggestion and then you do like a... a I mean, real... you can get a suggestion at the top of a show, like yeah. you would any other show, mm-hmm. and then but, but then you'll do an opening as a group, and there are any number of different ways to do a Herald opening. Um, you know, one of the most basic is like, you know, let's say you have a troop of five people, maybe three people... We'll take that opening suggestion and do, you know, step forward and do a truthful monologue mm-hmm. about that suggestion. And then, so that opening, uh, you know, sort of informs the rest of the show. And you sort of have, you take that opening and then you'll do like a first run, you know, like three beats of scenes, a group game. And then those, those scenes are then heightened. The characters are explored more in depth, another group game, and then it kind of wraps up uh, in just zany, fun third beats. I think I've seen uh, some YouTube clips of um, some UCB. Uh, yeah, Harold. Yeah, um, with Amy Poehler and uh, I think Rachel Dredge. Mm-hmm. they I mean, UCB is obviously top of the line. But yeah, those were really uh, good scenes. And yeah, uh, something I aspire to do. So I should probably check out a Harold night at IB. What what what, what night we is should. that? Yeah, Thursday nights at uh, seven thirty. Yep. And then there's another set of Heralds at 9.30, and then we have a jam. Hey. How are you guys? Good. So sorry. That was the craziest ride of my life. (laughs) No worries. Uh, So Cynthia just... Hi, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) It's like real life happening in the podcast right now. So we were uh, just been joined by Cynthia Salazar. Cynthia. Hello, everybody. Sorry. (laughs) It's tough. Uh, I tape. I generally tape this podcast at six on a Friday, which is the busiest traffic night. Uh, it's just the time that I've kind of been allotted this space at IA, but it's I, people have a tough time making it. And it's totally understandable. Um, Accidents. Also. The podcast yeah. must go on. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, so you are a member of Russian for Elephant. Um, are you part of any other groups? Yeah, I'm also in Bodega, Bodega. and uh, I'm part of some sketch groups as well. Um, perform there so at IB a lot. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we've uh, so we've been talking to Connor. Um, basically, got his history, and he's been talking about IB, and uh, we were just talking about Harold Knight. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not not about the conversations with stuffed animals. Oh, we could talk about that. that. I was really curious about that. Well, I mean, part of that was I just wanted to put something funny on the bio page. I feel like everybody had some sort of like quirky, funny thing that they said. But I mean, when I was a kid, I collected stuffed animals. And they all had, you know, like I endowed them with personalities and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I feel like to this day... Like we have some stuffed animals in our house. And it's like I kind of just feel like they're like living... They're like living creatures you know what i mean yeah as weird as that might sound like if i see a stuffed animal in the street like in a garbage can or something or <laughs> on the curb, i just feel bad about it I so was ted like a dream come true for you 
yeah, that was yeah. No, I liked that movie. I, it was weird though to see it uh, like it's like such a crass yeah. stuffed animal. Like the stuffed animals, I always imagine they're just like these like you know nice sweet yeah, things. Ted you know, is very Ted's uh, like taking bong rips. <laughs> Ted's very d- divisive. Um, yeah. People either love it or they're they're like oh my god that that, that, that ruined my image of teddy bears for yeah. yeah, I uh. I also had a big stuffed animal collection when I was younger. I uh, I don't know how it got so big as a, a boy, <laughs> but yeah. it really grew. And then I remember I was at this fair, and um, with like uh, like a neighbor, like an older kid, but he was cool, and he won like a giant stuffed elephant. Like it was huge, and he gave it to me, and I I don't know why, but I named it Tommy, which. It's my name, so that's so I don't know what I was thinking, but um, it I the, uh, discovered I had asthma at a certain point, um, and it made me get rid of all my stuffed animals because they collect dust. And uh, it's heartbreaking as a kid. Yeah, so, uh, don't t- ever take them off the street. Dead bugs. Yeah. Yeah, I had a doll that I tried to name after me, but somehow the doll's name ended up being Chincho. I don't know how that is yeah. to Cynthia at all. Yeah. But that was my favorite doll. And I had watched A Little Princess. And in it, she like talks about how if she walks away from the room, all her dolls are, come to life. Right. So I would, I would always try to do the same thing and like Catch run back into yeah, my yeah. room and see, is she moving? Oh, right. she just moved her leg. But it was like, you know, she was falling off the bed right. or something like that. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been trying to learn how to play guitar. And I thought of, um, I wanted to. I've been trying to make videos and stuff, uh-huh. so I was thinking about making a video with a Teddy Ruxpin, but I will have, I don't even know if, if you can still buy Teddy Ruxpin, but you, Teddy Ruxpin you could pop a cassette tape into and it would mouth the words to the song. That's awesome. So <laughs> I thought about getting um, a Teddy Ruxpin online, finding a working one, I don't even know if it's an option, record myself rapping whatever song, and then convert that to a cassette tape and then I would like play guitar and sing and then have the Teddy Ruxpin rap along with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. But then I feel like it's almost like Ted, so I don't know. No, this is a way more creative way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? That's amazing. I might still do it, but now the surprise will be gone when you see me sitting next to a, a, a teddy, teddy bear, bear on a couch with a guitar and yeah. he's Starts magically rapping, the, the mystery's gone. But I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I think that'd be great. As long as he's not like taking a bong hit, it won't be too much like Ted was. Right. One of the lines that really got to me from that movie was him and the girl. Uh, they were like in the back, the stock room or whatever, the supermarket. Yeah. And he goes, "Put my finger, put your finger through my loop or something like <laughs> yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Ew." <laughs> he was getting a little carried away with the the, the checkout girl. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. But he was lovable though. Yeah. He's, I, I, I like I liked Ted a lot. And yeah. I, I didn't know going into it, it was set in Boston, which Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, film in Boston, right? Yeah. 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 All over. Had some good uh, Boston humor in it. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, do you want to tell us about Aeropuerto a little bit? Uh yeah, it's an indie team that I've been on for four years, which is amazing to say that, considering like the shelf life of <laughs> Of indie teams, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, we same, same members for the most part? Or? Um, there's been there's been some turnover. It started with myself and uh, Lou Bruneau, who's the guy that I did cage match with for a long time. Like we yeah. met, you know, like a lot of people just met in a level three class. 
and we, you know, started it with a couple other people in the class. We would like, you know, meet on my back porch and like do rehearsals and stuff like that. That's some of the some of the best times I have. Definitely is doing rehearsals. Yeah. yeah, like neighbors would be you know peering over <laughs> their porches like what what are these people? Doing? I get mad though when I have because I think a lot of my best scenes are in rehearsals. It, I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, right. And then I don't want to ever try to recreate right. something on stage. I want it to actually be improv. Right. So yeah. I won't necessarily go back to whatever that really clicked, and then I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though, like you're so you're a little more relaxed in rehearsal, maybe, yeah. and you're not trying as hard. And when you finish a run of something, you're like, damn, I really that could have been a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Can I ask you about the name of the group? Because from my <laughs> understanding, I don't think anyone in the group actually speaks. No, no Spanish, one is, no. Right? Uh, you know, it's been so long, I honestly, I don't even really remember how we came up with the name. Like, we would... That's a cool word. Yeah, I, you know, it's like I have since, and I don't think anybody else could remember either. We, I remember at one point we wanted to call ourselves, like, the back porch... Uh, maestros or something like that because we would meet on my back porch and that you know sounded stupid after a couple minutes and I honestly don't know I think it really was like a joke name at first and then after a certain point we just couldn't change it coming, so. coming up with a name is tough to get everybody to agree yeah because um, yeah. like my group Eagle Come uh, we, we kicked around with, uh, which is a great name by yeah way. right I, I like it so good it's hard to market like I, I, Eagle Come like, I want, like, everybody to know I do improv, but then, like, people at work, and, like, my group's name, Eagle Come. I don't know if I should send them invites to stuff. Yeah. It, you know, it's not inherently dirty, but it can be perceived as dirty. Yeah. Right. Um, I just perceive it as a flying eagle. <laughs> That's how it, it started. Um, we were doing, um, like, a mirroring exercise in class. Yeah. And it was, somebody just said, so I'll say a phrase, and then, so... Uh, Evan Smith, who's in the group, uh, was like, Eagle, come. And so he actually meant it as, like, calling him yeah. Eagle. Yeah. But then, like, as we started mirroring, it was like, Eagle, come. You know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Evan was on the camera? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and then it just it just took off from there. Um, we ended up, Kylie Fitzgerald, who was our um, instructor for that level, um, got a She's big kick awesome, out of it. By she is. Yeah. I love her. Um, so we had like a tradition of getting gifts for our instructors at the end of class. So we, but we try to make them like funny. Uh-huh. Uh, so we bought her like a little chain with like a vial that was we put like, like a hand lotion in, white hand lotion. Oh, and the vial had like wings. So nice, oh, that's, awesome. that's great. Uh, but like, I don't know if she would ever wear it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, about the she meaning of it. it yeah, right. She wears it in every show. Yeah, like under her clothes. Yeah. Uh, so we kicked around changing the name, but uh, just getting everybody to agree is tough. Yeah, I think ultimately you just can't overthink it. You yeah. could you could debate for months about a name. Yeah. You know, and it's like ultimately just. I think after a certain point, people just accept whatever you have <laughs> yeah. as a name. I know? mean, we had, so Bodega, the other group that, I, that I'm in, mm-hmm. that actually was originally Brown Co. Right. And I think about it, oh, here's Brown Co. I wonder why it's called that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And so we're like, all right, we should probably change the name. Right. That's Will Ware's. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sam's in it, too. Oh, is he in that, yeah. too? Okay, yeah. yeah. I like Bodega. That's a good name. Yeah. It is a good name. Yeah. 
two Spanish names. I know. Yeah, we should do a we should do a joint show. It's funny. We actually have a lot of people. Like a big Spanish population will show up. Yeah, then we show up and it's like, oh wait, this morning. It's funny because a lot of the likes, you know, we have a Facebook page and a lot of the likes are people that. Think it's an airport. Yeah. <laughs> like we have a ton more likes than the average team we have, just because it's people making a mistake. Yeah. So we're like, oh shit. Yeah. Where did uh, you guys perform at IB? Did you perform around? You went to Hartford last weekend, right? Yeah, we were at Hartford Improv Festival. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, we've done a ton of festivals. I mean, we regularly perform at Studio Forty at IB, which is like the house team kind of deal on right. Friday nights. Uh, we've done that for like two years, and then we've done you know like a bunch of festivals like Del Close a bunch of times. And, oh, that's uh, cool. We did DC Improv Festival, um, Toronto Improv Festival, Portland, Maine. We've done a lot of festivals. A lot of the festival stuff is Sam Mike is actually like the one that pushes. He's just it. emailing us all the time with like, hey, you know, let's go to the, you know, like uh, Little Rock, Arkansas festival. <laughs> like he just has this ability to like you know find these find these festivals to do but it's so much fun and it's really like I feel like we really every time we do one of these festival shows like we just you know the bond grows stronger you know which moment has stood out the most for you uh, it's been really hard but just try yeah on a festival <laughs> I would definitely say like when we did Portland, Maine oh really? yeah because uh, we all drove up like in the early part of the day to Portland, spent a day like walking around, you know, looking at stuff, and then we did the show. And then at night on the way back, like we were kind of, it was like it had been a long day, and we were we were like tired, and we were uh, we actually ended up getting into like a little bit of a fight in the car ride back. <laughs> Just about like someone was like, I didn't think you should have made that choice in the scene, et cetera, et cetera. And but then we like worked it out on the on the drive back, and by the end of it, we were friends again. But for some reason, that just stands out to me as like this is kind of what you go through. Do you do you fight yeah. often? I feel like I feel like fighting isn't a bad thing, but yeah. my group we tend to like I don't know, I might think something in my head, but I don't like confront them. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like we fight too much, but I mean over the course of four years, you know, you're destined to get have arguments and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think that's healthy. It's part of, you know That's the only way to grow. Exactly. And that's right. like why an improv troop you know, can feel like a family is that you kind of, you, you know, it's like you see each other at the best and at their worst. And, you know, yeah. when you can accept both sides, it's it's a good thing. So, note to self, start starting more fun. Start, start <laughs> confrontations. Yeah, start like one confrontation a month. You'll be all right. I don't like your dress. Yeah, yeah. You said the word like again. Yeah. I never thought about that, but one time um, this girl, she was looking at my acting resume and she's like, oh, it looks like you do a lot of improv. And I was like, yeah, I do a, fair, yeah, I do a lot. And, and she was like, yeah, I've heard a lot about uh, how supportive the, the improv groups are and how you guys are all like a family. And that was the first time I ever really thought about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? It's so true because, you know, you just have to yes and and then yeah. you spend so much time together right. that eventually if you don't have a fight, you're like, okay, this is clearly superficial. It's, right. it's, it's totally a family to me. I, mm-hmm. Just because I had to change a lot of my circle of friends after I quit drinking. Um, and then, I mean, pretty much all the friends that I hung out with uh, were drinking buddies. 
And I mean, I still see them. Like I, I didn't cut them off completely, but right. you have to cut it down. You know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I can still hang out in the bar and be cool and not drink, but uh, I can't be in a bar every night. Like that's <laughs> that's asking a lot of me. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, just my my group. Uh, yeah, I totally consider family. They're the best. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's a, Ewokon's a good group. Yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> the people that you do improv with, it's like you can just be yourself around. Yeah. You know, like you don't really have to put on like, I don't know, like professional airs or you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like they, you know, you can just really be goofy and free spirited, which I think is really it's valuable. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. And you can fight with them at like you know twelve thirty in the morning <clears throat> on the way back from Portland. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Say hi, Um. So where you're at in your career now, mm-hmm. how, how, how do you feel? And like, where do you want to go? Um, yeah, it's fun now to have, you know, almost like more opportunities than I have time for. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I, that's a good place to be. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's what, what I love about it is there's always new challenges to attempt. Uh, I'm trying to do like a lot more stand-up. Which is like a real, it's, it's, I mean, it's fun. It's a good challenge. And it's like really, it's really fun to see people that are really dedicated to it, you know, have been in and have been doing it for a lot of years. I've been, um, I did it a couple of weeks ago, uh, open mic, and I did it probably six months ago. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much my only experience doing it. Uh, I'd like to do it more, but just, uh, I watched, uh, special on Netflix about the improv um, comedy club I think it was in New York uh, that's where like Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David and all yeah. those guys came up I watched it because I thought it was about improv but mm-hmm. it was about the club the improv but anyway um, they say that well you need to get like six years worth of imp- uh, of stand up before mm-hmm. you really find yourself and we're just like I don't know if I'm that into it <laughs> six years yeah. gosh it's a long road. I mean, you kind of have to enjoy doing it just to just to enjoy doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a good challenge, especially if you're used to doing improv with a lot of other people, to get up there like on your own mm. is a unique challenge. Yeah. Like you can't really rely on anybody else and, and I think people will judge it a little more critically because they know it's prepared, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of terrifying in a way, but it's also, when it works, it's exhilarating. So, yeah. yeah. I've been, uh, I was watching uh, John Mulaney's special that was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, uh, I think he's really. He's so funny. And he, uh, he does a lot of storytelling, which is, yeah. uh, if, I, if I ever take another crack at it, I'm going to try more. Storytelling. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I did a little bit, but um, a lot of it was just kind of set up for jokes where uh, it's, He's actually telling stories that are funny. It, it's, yeah. it's not like he's. It, not everything's leading up to a big punchline at right. the end, which is right. my my kind of way to do it. Yeah. Have you ever tried stand up? I have not ever tried stand. I've actually never even considered it up until very recently, when I I'll, I'll think of these little weird thoughts. You know, like I'm like, I don't know. Bikers really get me mad, and all these yeah. jokes just start coming to my mind. And yeah. I'm like, maybe I should think about it, but that's what I, I, I do. Know. Anytime I uh, I think I think of something funny, yeah. uh, I don't know if anybody else would find funny, but <laughs> yeah, that's I uh, I start I just type it in my in my phone, you mm-hmm. know, just so I can reference it because like half the time I'm like I would probably not, it's like right before I'm about to fall asleep or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta write it down yeah. somehow. Yeah. I have a really odd sense of humor, though, so sometimes I'm like, I don't know if people will get this. Yeah, I do, I do too. So. <laughs> I, yeah. But I think a lot of people that go to um, 
stand up clubs that are looking for that type of sense of humor, too. So, yeah. I don't know how odd it is, but. It's <laughs> yeah. so an open mic support, too. Like, you gotta be able to find somewhere to go where you can just consistently, like, try out stuff that yeah. you have no idea if it's gonna work and sort of fail in a, in a safe place. Because yeah. until you get it out there and you say it, like, you're not really going to know. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you, would you say focusing on stand-up or it's... Uh, uh, no, it's just one, it's just one thing, you know what I mean? I need to focus on it more. The tough, the tough thing is, like, finding the time to do it, you know what I mean? Like, if I have so many other, like, improv or sketch or producer-related stuff to do, it's, like, hard to find the time to do it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And with stand-up, like, if you're not, you know, I feel like... At the bare minimum, I should be getting up like once or twice a week. You know what I mean? At the bare minimum, you know. So, yeah. so how long ago did you start that? Did you start? Stand up was about two years ago. Oh. I did it for the first time. Yeah, I go to this great place called the Green Dragon Tavern right over mm-hmm. here. They have an open mic on on Monday nights. That was the first place I did it, and that's a great open mic because <clears throat> actually, maybe I shouldn't say this because now like a bunch of people are going to start flooding to it. But it's <laughs> one of those open mics where you write to the host. To get time, and so, and but she only lets like ten people on a night, so you don't, you're not there until like two in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's just, a, it's, it's a good place. It was a, been a good place to go and practice. So yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> I, um, I did it at the Hideout, uh, which mm-hmm. is a show that Just Suspects run on uh, Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. I have a kind of funny story. <laughs> uh, so I went like the week prior to when I did it to just check it out, um, and there was a girl doing stand up. And she's doing all uh, dating uh, jokes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I thought she was cute. And uh, so um, when she came back, I thought she kept looking over in my direction. I might have been mistaken. But I, I, when I was leaving, I went over to her and I just said, hey, you did really good. Uh, I got her number. And then... All right. <laughs> so I was like, uh, you know, like, how can I... Let me think of something cool to ask this girl out. So uh, she's she's a stand-up, and I looked at like all the upcoming stand-ups that were going to be in town that weekend. And Tracy Morgan was doing the show, so I'm like, "Hey, you want to go see uh, awesome. Tracy Morgan?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Cool." This, I'm I'm really doing all the details of the story. Uh, but long story short, uh, we're on the date, and she's like, "Oh, I do a dating blog." I'm like, "Huh." So when I get home, I. I, I Google her dating blog. Uh, <laughs> but it just led to her Twitter. Uh, and she live tweeted our whole date. No. And she oh, shit all over me. She took the whole date. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. That's terrible. Yeah. That is really terrible. And then, like, and then, like, but see, that's a story you can yeah. turn in. If you really, if you work on it, you can turn that into a stand up. Stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And then, like, I've only heard of these things happening. It was so messed yeah, up. Yeah, but by like, the way, that's a terrible thing. For yeah. Her. Then, like she would tweet and then like people would comment and comment and comment. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. So I don't understand. She didn't actually have a blog or, or the blog was down? I couldn't and it, find it. Like I just Googled her name and put like dating blog because I, uh, I didn't know the name of it. And then her Twitter was like the only thing that popped up that even looked remotely like it. So yeah. I clicked on it. And, oh, wow. Um, wow. So we were going to actually host um, – the Just Suspects show that they do on Wednesday nights, yeah. which is a sketch show, uh, but it got canceled at the last minute. But I had wrote this sketch because they had like a big video monitor up um, behind the stage. So, park in there. Yeah. yeah, so I was gonna have uh, like a dating scene where I was on a date with a girl, uh, and it would be just like uh, I, 
I would perceive the date as going normal, and she'd be like, kind of rolling her eyes and texting the whole time. But on the monitor you would be the like the, the tweets. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I wrote it out, yeah. and I actually made like mocked up a fake fake Twitter, and I had like the girl that I was going to do the scene with like face in there. And yeah, it, it, I thought it was a good sketch, but then we ended up doing the show, so. But I think we will eventually, so I can throw yeah. it. Yeah, I'm excited. You gotta return. The, you gotta turn those ridiculous moments into <clears throat> into gold. Yeah. That's yeah. like I, I, I'm kind of like Larry David. That like the most ridiculous shit happens to me. Yeah. I just roll with it. That's the only way to live, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, some of the best comics are people that they just like the yeah, these weird things happen to them, and I'm just amazed at their ability to turn it into a great, thing, yeah. great story. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, last night I kind of had a thing. Uh, in a way like that. So my, I have a handicapped dog, mm-hmm. and um, he ended up being in my in my improv scene in class. And, mm. the, and I was like, he can't even walk now. And I don't think anyone knew that it was for real. And, right. and actually, Matt Armando was in that class, and he was just like, yeah, I think can't even like it's just over there. Can't even do anything. And I'm like, I know. In real life, <laughs> yeah, right. Dog. Yeah, it affects you. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, whatever. But you know, it just kind of. How to look at it on the right side. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Cynthia, what's going on with you? Um, well, uh, just kind of doing a lot of, you know, I do Y Comedy every Monday with you guys. Right. Um, actually, tomorrow night we're going to be performing at 11 at, uh, with Bodega. Again. Nice. Um, at IB? Yeah, yeah, at IB. And then I have some sketch stuff. Um, but I do mostly like shorts and stuff around. Um, just do you film them yourself? Or? No, no, no. They're just like, I don't know, like student or independent yeah. films and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do for now. Nice. How's that? How's the Y Comedy show? We've done it. Airport has done it a couple times, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. We. Um, my group Eagle come took over being the showrunners. So oh, you guys are like producing yeah, it now? Yeah. Oh, great! They're so awesome. We have um, you have to have theme music now. Which by the way, we can't decide. <laughs> we had to have yeah. it. We can't decide. Yeah, and then uh, you have a lottery number when you come in. You know, you have to be there, and and then you're like, oh, which team is coming up first? Yeah, oh, we do. Uh, yeah. We give we because that's a, it's a long night. Yeah, well, we, we cut it down to two in a good hours. way. I mean, it, oh, okay. It was three. We cut it down to two. Yeah, uh, and we basically we cut the instead of twenty minutes, you do fifteen. But you, we give you one of two slots: eight or nine, or nine to ten, and then you get um, a random. We'll just draw randomly throughout that because we're yeah we're trying to get people to stick around when they're not performing right. Uh, so the randomness kind of helps that. And we right. we do a jam at the end. It's a oh, good nice. show. It's, oh, it's, it's twenty five bucks to perform. Uh, but if you bring anybody, you get five dollars back for every person you bring. It's bring, only five dollars yeah. for them to get in. So you mm-hmm. you get whatever, however whoever you bring in, you get the money back. Mm-hmm. So you could potentially make money on that. Greg and your group and I are meeting on Sunday to do some musical improv. Nice. See if we're gonna bring it over to the Y. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So do you guys have teams that just regularly are there? Just every yeah, week? I'd yeah. say we have probably five or six yeah. regular yeah. teams, yeah. and then uh, we get random. Like, we had Tomalee was there a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. Chico yeah. was there sometimes. Yeah. Chico, yeah. Sharice yeah. the Bear. Sharice the Bear. I always feel like I see them. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, it's a good show, and I uh, I would suggest to any improv teams, if they did want to get any time or just check out a different show, uh, yeah. come check it out. It's a, it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like to ask people... Um, if they can think of their favorite moment on stage and then their worst moment. Um, does anything jump out at you? Favorite and worst? 
I'd say maybe the worst moment was just being in an audition one time and it was like a Herald audition and sort of realizing, you know, like I came out, you know, entered the scene and like thought I knew, you know, it was like thought I knew what the scene was about and where it was going and then you sort of come to the sickening realization <laughs> midway through that <laughs> whatever it is I have in mind is not happening and the other but the other person like clearly does and like they're getting laughs and they clearly have an idea and I'm like wow you know? <laughs> it was a situation where I was like I thought I was over at someone's house and I needed to take off my shoes in order to be polite and but her idea was that we were in a castle and it was just like you know, the 1500s and I was like wow that's you know <laughs> It was not a great, not a great feeling. Yet. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to say one like favorite feeling though. Um, so many favorites. So many favorites. <laughs> Anything with Sam Ike is a favorite. I know. Sam told me I oh, I uh, I texted him to see if I could get any uh, info on it. Oh God. <laughs> and, um, he said your nickname is the Con Man. I yeah, don't know if he was that's a nickname that, up. that he made up himself. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I actually, if I were to pull up my text messages with Sam Ike, it would just be nothing but me saying the Con Man to him and him saying the Con Man back to me. <laughs> that's a whole relationship. So how did that come out though? Where how? Just one day he was like, "You are Con Man." Yeah, I think it was like a play on the name, and he would just be like, "The Con Man," and then that's how he says it, "The Con Man," like that, and it just took off from there. I mean, you know, we love inside jokes in Aeropuerto, and we'll just, you know, just babble out these funny nicknames, or you know what I mean, little inside joke things all the time, and he'll he likes to do it. So, Con Man, yeah, that's funny, yeah. I'm trying to think of a specific, you know, one of the best actually was like I, when we did the Del Close Marathon last summer. That was probably one of my favorite shows. Uh, I don't know why. It's just like you're in New York and it's such a, like the Del Close Marathon, such like an inspiring environment. You know what I mean? And I actually, uh, I had done a set with another group that afternoon. So like my groups, my one group set was at 1 p.m. on one stage, and then Aeropuerto's was at 1.30 p.m. <laughs> on another stage, like four long New York blocks away. <laughs> so I finished the first set and then just sprinted down the street and actually came into our set maybe like five minutes late, like in the middle of the guest monologist monologue. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there was just something so fun about just like sprinting down there and showing up and like, here are all my friends. It's like something out of a movie. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of. Except I was like sweaty and disgusting. And, you probably yeah. would have passed out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Cynthia? Can you think of the best and worst? Best and worst. Um, uh, worst? Uh, gosh. Um, oh my God. Yeah, this is a hard question. I know, it's, <laughs> oh yeah. my God, this is so hard. It's okay. amazing how many moments you have, you know, but it's tough to like pinpoint them, yeah. you know, on stage. I think the worst was one time when uh, I, I hopped on stage and because we there was there were some technical difficulties going on and like the lights weren't turning on and just there was all this stuff so I kind of wanted to get the ball rolling because obviously the time was going to be running out mm -hmm. so I jumped on and I started to do a scene but I don't I don't know what happened I think maybe. They, the rest of the team didn't really understand what was going on, so they like started to follow and just completely dropped me. Off. And I was like laying across these four chairs, so they're like, "Is she dead? Is she alive? Yeah, Is she yeah. sleeping?" 
So that was probably one of my least favorites. Um, and then my favorite was actually during Cage Match, which I think you host sometimes, uh, yeah. right? Um, of maybe two a month ago or something. I don't remember. Time flies, but um, and and it was just I don't know. Uh, we we all felt really really connected, and each scene was just like a hit. You know, yeah. Was hit after hit after hit. Right. And my favorite line, which for some reason I remember, is we were having this weird scene where. Uh, there was this lady who was doing some like, I, I don't know if she was like poisoning her grass or whatever, or uh -huh. she was like covered in constantly working with manure. Uh -huh. And I was like, that's the chick that makes our pies. And that yeah. was just like a really funny moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I, that was, my, I think, my favorite part. I don't know, I can't, it's hard to point, pinpoint them, but those are the easy ones. Yeah. Nice. All right, so what I want to do next is. Um, the game we play, improv game called the made-up movie game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to play my iPod on shuffle. Whatever the song title is, I'm going to ask you to make up a movie based on that title. Not necessarily having anything to do with the song. Mm -hmm. um, and how I'll ask you to do that is, like, if you were watching a movie on Comcast and you hit the info button, mm -hmm. you know, a little blurb, it gives you a Sure, yeah. Oh. Um, if you can kind of give a blurb about the movie... Um, you know just I mean? based on the title? Yeah. Okay. And then we're just going to improv a scene or two out of that movie. Ooh, okay. Sweet. Just one or two scenes? Yeah. Okay. He's like, oh, <laughs> All right. So, so smirk. Yeah. No, I, no. I was just, I'm going to hit. Like, Let's do the full movie. <laughs> I'm going to hit shuffle. We started doing the full movie, but it, 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 it can be it's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to hit shuffle. My iPod, every time I do this, it, it picks... The worst. Is it going to be William Hung's She Bangs, She Bangs? It, it, oh it could very well be. <laughs> Let's see what we get. Do we get to listen to the song or no? Yeah. You can hear a little bit. I love the song. Okay. It's uh, You Got It Bad by Usher. <laughs> you Got It Bad by Usher, okay. Uh, the U is spelled with a U. Yeah, uh, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so, so, You Got It Bad by Usher. Like, I Lay a Puppy by J Lo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, You Got It Bad. Um, uh, you got it. The story of a uh, a young lifeguard uh, bit by a poisonous crab over summer break. Fair enough. That was a terrible blurb. <laughs> the movie itself is. I am intrigued, <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am, you're gonna have to. You have to come in a little closer. You're, you're too far out there. I'm trying, but my leg. It's, it's sinking. All right, let me I'll, let me hop out there. I'll give you a hand. Hang on. Grab, 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 grab. Uh, 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 all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got. You. Ah, ah. What the? No, I thought you were supposed to save me, sir. Ah, something just bit me. What? I felt. I, I'm. Please. Ah, worry about yourself. I got I got something going on here. I'm trying to grab my. <sighs> okay. All right. At least your arm's floating. Maybe I can hold on to that. All right. All right. I'm, I'm swimming back. Something's on my toe. That toe. That is. That is. That is a rather large toe. That's a crab, you idiot. <laughs> we cut to my eyesight is failing. We cut to his doctor's office the next day. I don't know. I've been feeling crabby, doctor. Let me ask you a question. Were you uh, bit by anything? Yes. Recently? Yes. What were you bit by? Was it a crab? Yeah, it was a crab. 
Oh, God. Why? I told you he was a good doctor. He's great. Chet, what color was the crab? It was it was red. Oh, God. Red was crab. It, was, it, was it medium-sized? It was. It was hard shell, too. <sighs> okay. I've got some bad news. I don't want you to panic, but you have... Uh, you have Atlantic Ocean crab disease. Oh my, my god! god. <gasps> it's a new disease, and it's very deadly. There's a species of crab in the Atlantic Ocean that's attacking people and injecting poison into their body. <sighs> I knew it. You're so smart, Doctor. That's why you told me not to become a lifeguard. I told you that a long time ago. But it was always my dream. I always thought you just wanted to look at the women in the bathing suits, but I guess you really like just being a lifeguard. Yeah, saving people was what I was all about. It looks like that's over now, right, Doc? No, there's still hope for you. Yeah? Tell us, Doc, please. You're going to have to travel to, uh, to Newfoundland to get I think the you mean. I wanted to go there. I think he means Newfoundland. Oh, that's a big difference. Mm. You're right, I did. <laughs> I did. I meant Newfoundland. Thanks. I don't know about this doctor you brought me to. He's the best one. He's got the best Yelp reviews, don't you know? I'm going to write you a, a, uh, a prescription. Is it for a plane ticket? Yeah, it's for a plane <laughs> ticket, yeah. Oh. I'm writing you a prescription for a plane ticket to Newfoundland, and I want you to see a Dr. Miller. All right. He's an American doctor in Newfoundland. Only the best. Go to the Finlands. Yeah. Yes. If you want to live, go to him. Okay. All right. I do want to live. I knew he would give us these tickets. That's why I brought us here. Hand me that script, Doc. Could you put it in my hand? It seems to be forming some kind of claws now. It's a prescription for a flight on Delta Airlines. Can you take it from me, honey? I seem to be crushing it. I got it. I got it. Oh, God. Whoa. Okay. This is almost... Got to put it away. Uh, I might just take this for me. All right. Okay. Great. <laughs> Here we are in New Finland. Wow, it's a lot colder than I thought it was going to be. Not as many Finns, though. Oh, look. Good one. Good one, honey. <laughs> you know me. I'm so funny. <laughs> oh. Oh, is it? Oh, it's starting to work already. Look at your hands are coming back to normal. That Dr. Miller, he works miracles quickly. Oh, we haven't even seen him yet. He's yeah. already done his miracles. <laughs> Dr. Miller, is that you? Yes, it's oh. me. You're picking us up from the airport? Yes, I was called by Dr. Dr. By, yes, Dr. Johnson Morago called me and said you were coming in on the on the 430 out of Logan. Nice. How did you guys are all so psychics. Look at you. Is, so it, is this like the island from Lost? Because I'm feeling better already. There are healing powers here, yes. But you're not out of the woods yet. All right. No? We're going to take you to my office and immediately begin treatment. Oh, but Sounds his good. Are, his hands are already starting to get better. Here. His hands are getting better, but if you take a look at your feet, they're probably not doing so good. Oh, my ah! God. What? Lobster claws? Lobster that doesn't claws. even make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Those are actually kind of hot, though. Honey, you've never looked this good. You know what, Miller? I don't trust that Johnson guy, and I don't trust you. And my wife is more into me than ever. 
She digs crustaceans, isn't that right, honey? I love crustaceans, they're delicious. Can you write me a script for a plane ticket back to Boston? A plane ticket back? You just got here! I have seen all I need to see in Newfoundland. Finland! Listen, I'll write you a prescription back. But you have to understand, if you don't get treatment now, the disease is only going to get worse. You'll be into that, right? Uh, to the bottom half being like a crustacean, of course. Yes. Well, if that's what you're into. I can't keep my claws off of you. Oh, honey, you're yes. so funny. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Cynthia, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, tomorrow night is... Um, yeah, Bodega's performance at 11 p.m. at IB. Um, also, May 3rd, current eventuals, 7 p.m. And there's also going to be uh, some improv with Russian for Elephant and everything at, uh, on stage. It's on stage benefit uh, dance thing. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be there, but Maggie's Lounge, April 23rd, uh, Russian for Elephant's. Oh, then that too. There you go. (laughs) Now you know where you're going to be. I know. Rosina keeps getting at me for my calendar. She's like, you need to use your calendar. (laughs) That's uh, the Maggie's Lounge show. is the first show. Uh, Eagle Comes going to run from the ground up. Uh, We just booked the venue and we got a whole bunch of improv teams and stand-ups. And we're going to see how it goes. We do the the Y show, but the Just Suspects run it. Where is that? Where is that at again? Uh, Maggie's Lounge in... uh, Quincy. Quincy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I do know about So Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice. I'm glad we worked out your calendar. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, all I had to hear eventually was Maggie's. And I was like, Quincy, got yep, it. Yep. Yeah. Connor, what about yourself? Um, yeah, Herald Night, Thursday nights, 730, 930. That's at IB. Yep. I'm also going to be in a sketch show at IB, a sketch showcase show called uh, Death Wish, Choose Your Own Adventure. It's like a... Oh, yeah. good. Choose Your Own Adventure sketch show starting April 25th. I forgot and it about runs those in books. May. I love those books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you could, in school, when you could, um, they hand you that pamphlet of books you could order. I don't know if you I guys remember I love those. those. Yeah. But like, they encourage you to get like, the, the good books that would right. teach you shit, but <laughs> right. it's like just got, killing, yeah, like yeah, killing people, yeah, yeah. I either got choose your own adventure, or like Batman sticker books or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once I brought an entire bag of pennies to pay for the books that I. Oh really? Yeah. 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 My teacher did not like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, cage match Friday, it's nine p.m. Which Sweet. including Eagle Come. Yeah, we'll be okay, there yay. next Friday, which is uh, I don't know, whatever the next Friday is. <laughs> the eighteenth. Eighteenth. Yeah, the eighteenth. Yeah, okay, uh, you, you don't even need a calendar. It's all my brain. In my brain, yeah, which is about to explode, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Eagle Come, we got the Y shows, just comedy every Monday from eight to ten. Same for Russian for elephant. Uh, yeah, Russian for elephants there every week. Um, we have the Maggie's Lounge show coming up Wednesday, April 23rd. Uh, Quincy Mass, it's the first show we're running um, from the ground up. And we have the Cage Bash coming up next Friday, the 18th. Connor will be hosting. It's all we, have a, we have a championship yeah, belt now, too. That nice. What? That's awesome. I mean, uh, if you win it, you don't get to take it home, but it's uh, it's nice. To, yeah, but it's nice, though. <laughs> It's shiny. I probably shouldn't have said that. It's shiny, though. It's shiny. Uh, as far as uh, podcast business goes, um, 
check out Bill and Tim's bogus podcast on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. Uh, my fellow EagleCon member Billy Cox and his buddy Tim McCarthy hosted uh, just a random podcast to talk about funny stuff. It's good stuff. Um, if you're listening to this and you thought, hey, I could probably do that, I would like to start a podcast. Uh, contact me. I'm trying to get more shows on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. So, um, yeah, contact me. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. Uh, rest in peace, non-improvisers. Uh, are you happy, Chris Griffin? Thanks. All right, bye. Chris Griffin, what? <laughs>